almost their base handmaid's tale is basically just copying the experiences of black people especially black women yeah enslaved in america and then Mm -hmm. applying it to white women yeah but um still a good show we love the show but um yeah one of the girls was like she's like that lady the conductor lady oh my god you (laughs) did she really say that oh my god yeah and i was like you mean harriet tubman Yeah, so, I mean, I was just really happy with this episode, I must say. Yeah, um, I didn't take a lot of notes, so I don't know what we're going to talk about, but. um, (laughs) We're just going to talk, like, about shit. Like, I I couldn't take any notes either, and also, I don't have, like, Amazon Prime on my TV, so, you know, I was just, like, watching it. you You don't have it on your TV. Because my mom, she has Fire Stick, but it's like not. Isn't that Amazon? You know, it's kind of weird. I can't say it on the podcast because she might go to jail. (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Oh my God. Sorry, guys. So, welcome to Hated Hated It, It, where we recap your favorite shows. I'm. I said we <laughs> guys it's been a long day it's seriously been a long day recap your favorite shows and we're recapping the boys and we just finished watching episode six um down to the wire with almost the end of the season and if you guys listened to the last episode I wasn't too thrilled with the last episode but episode six really made up for that um I don't know Raven what are your thoughts and Raven actually kind of warned me, you guys, by the way. She was just like, this is really good. So, I I loved it. Um, I really loved the Frenchie story, background story, um, and just, like, getting to know. But I also wanted more of a background story because I he agree. has these, like, one-liners where he's always talking about his past in, like, France and just all these really crazy things that happened to him. So I thought that with the flashbacks, they were going to go into more like a childhood memory first and then how he came to America and then how he met the boys. But I guess they don't have time for that if they're only Yeah, I was just going to say, right, I, don't think they have, <laughs> I don't think they have time for all of that. Yeah. I mean, even with uh, Mother Milk, I know, did I just mess up his name again? Milk Mother. Always. Always. <laughs> It's, it's mother's milk. Mother's milk, mom's milk, mama's milk. Mother's milk, they didn't really, like, he actually told his story. Like, they didn't do a flashback. But I know, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> it is. They gave everybody a flashback that's, like, detailed. And all they got, all mother's milk got was a five-minute monologue about a racist yeah. past. That is so funny. You're like, it's racist. I'm just like, actually, that is, a, I wouldn't say racist, but that is a good point how the Black characters then get like a full scene 
about them, what the flashback of them before they came part of the Spice Girls and or the Seven. So that was a good observation, I would definitely say. But I agree with you with Frenchie. So guys, obviously you guys know the first part of the episode, they gave like, they said eight year flashback and we see like Frenchie with his girl and his best friend. And, you know, they kind of like, we're introduced to like, we're pretty much introduced to Frenchie's story, right? And so I was excited about that because me and Raven predicted it. We're just like, okay, we're going to hear Frenchie's story and then we're going to see how, why, why the Spice Girls are the Spice Girls and how they came together. So, but I don't know, Raven, do you have any like initial thoughts about his backstory? Like, were you just like, oh, that's it. I know you said like it wasn't enough, but anything else specifically? I mean, I mean, I feel like it just, for the last episode really made Frenchie kind of look like an asshole. And usually he's like the guy that everybody likes and he's kind of like, he brings some like light to a lot of the situations. So I feel like this episode, he redeemed himself and he also like just showing like how he came to be Frenchie was interesting. And I feel like now he's like the likable character again. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like I just, I just feel like his character, like his flat, I felt like there was nothing, there was nothing different between eight years ago, Frenchie to now Frenchie. Yeah, nothing really has changed. Nothing's changed. Um, <laughs> I'm just like, he's I don't, pretty much the same guy. Exactly. Like Butcher, there's like a stark difference. Like he had his wife and he seemed pretty normal and he doesn't have his wife and he's gone crazy. So it's kind of like I didn't see much of a difference with Frenchie. He still kind of acted the same before and after. Um, but I mean, I. I don't know, like, with that story, I was just like, okay, I guess it's cute. I, I, at that point, I was just like, okay, now we know everybody's story, so we can move forward, you know? Yeah, um, and he made up with Kamiko, which was nice. Yeah, I mean, I felt like it was like, she she forgave him too quick. Like, I feel uh, like, I felt like it could have been, like, a little bit more of a tussle between them. It's kind of like one episode, you're a monster, and then now this episode, like, oh, let's be friends again. I'm just like, I think, yeah, I feel like they have to, like, wrap these stories up quickly because they only have 10 episodes, and they have so many characters. They just don't have time to, like, go through the motions, which sucks. I wish it was, like, a 13-episode show instead of a... Episode. Raven, like they could, like the scene that we were obviously exposed to with you know them being in the uh, at Shady Grove, like they could imagine if they still had that tension while they were you know trying to run away from the soups in the psychiatric, uh, sorry, in the mental institution. Like if they still had that tension, it would even it probably made that scene like more heightened because they're conflict, they're conflicting, but at the same time they're trying to run away from the soups. But, I mean, I guess to your point, like, it, it kind of defeats the purpose because, like, if they're conflicting and they're trying to get away from the soups, it's just, like, they probably realistically would have all died. So, at some point, they have to make up in order to work together because yeah. that it just, if they don't work together, they die. Pretty much. Um, speaking of dying, Huey almost died. Oh, <gasps> yeah. He's not, first of all, I'm sorry, when he, like, when, I guess the thing, when he got, like, stabbed or something with some kind of metal thing, 
I mean, I knew he wasn't going to die because he's part of the Spice Girls and he, they need him. But I thought, what well, I think that scene was purposely set there for Butcher and Starlight to kind of connect. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't understand. I saw something and it was just like a little detail that I thought was weird. But when Huey was like, he passed out because um, th- this soup that escaped from the um, institution that they were holding them in got nervous and basically used his powers to turn over the van that Huey was in and he got hurt really badly and he passed out. Why did it take two people to lift him up if Starlight is like this really strong person who can lift up a whole car? Couldn't she just have put him on his shoulders? Like, <laughs> I yeah, I don't that scene. Yeah, it was kind of weird because she was using her superpowers, but then she was like being human at the same time. And I'm just like, so you can't just, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was weird. But actually, it's funny that you brought that up because I wasn't even thinking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, she could have really just lifted up the car and he could have lifted him up. I mean, the car had already like tossed over and they were too busy doing that soup. But she could have like put him on her shoulders and like ran out but they were both like struggling to lift him up which I was like I that doesn't seem consistent with like the fact that she's supposed yeah. to have superhuman strength it's true it's true. I get that she couldn't use her like electricity because there was no electricity around but yeah um also I think she had a moment kind of like Huey did where um like when Huey was on the boat um there was a scene where uh, what's her name? Kamiko's brother accidentally like shot down that helicopter, and then those people died in the helicopter. And they didn't; they were like innocent bystanders who just happened to like get murdered because it was inconvenient for them. And he felt really bad. And I felt like Starlight felt the same way when she had to hurt that man to take the car. Yeah. So they're both kind of like. I don't know, getting less good. Yeah, like they're starting to like not care about civilians anymore. uh, Well, I wouldn't say they don't care about civilians, but anybody that gets in their way, even if they're innocent, like they don't have like compassion for them. It's just like, like kind of like wrong place, wrong time for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind of like Billy, so. Yeah, so it's like you, it's almost like we see these three characters, Billy, Huey, and Starlight, like they're starting to become like, the same I mean they're still like different but as far as how they think and how they navigate it's kind of like it's starting to be the same and yeah. I think maybe by the end of the season we'll kind of see it um we kind of we'll see the stark difference between like episode one versus the very last episode where now like he was just like oh well grandma's in the way we gotta shut her down like you know what I'm saying so I definitely agree. But you know what's interesting? I want to go back. I think we should go back to just talk about Shady Grove. Like okay. from the top. Because that scene, that whole entire scene was super pivotal. Because we meet the very famous lamplighter. Yeah. And then we also... I, I really did not guess right. I thought that was going to be her son or something <laughs> yeah we we definitely with that prediction we i i mean you had the prediction and i actually i think i like co-signed on that prediction i was like yeah that 
definitely could be it. And then on top of that, we see a little, we learn a little bit more about Stormfront in the specific scene. We learn about her later on towards the end, which we'll touch on later. But I'm still confused, Raven, about this institution. Like, were they normal people or were they actually, did they have mental, um, did they have like mental issues? And then like they turned them, they put compound V in them and turned them into soups. Like I was kind of confused. Like, hey, well, how did the Shady Grove like become what it is? And I don't think yeah, they really I gave think, a backstory about that. I think that it's because they definitely um, were already in there for mental health reasons. It was a mental health facility and they basically took it over and started shooting these people up with compound v got it um and then all hell broke loose because frenchie can never keep his cool in any situation he's very emotional he's like the opposite of mother's milk so yeah and then how do you why do you think oh so then your um your analysis makes sense because stormfront was probably the one who gave them compound v and so, and then she probably enlisted lamp lighter to kind of, I said lamp lighter, lamp lighter to come and I guess manage all of them. Um, and I guess like, I, I mean, does Vault, Vault doesn't know about this. I wouldn't assume Vault knows about yeah, this um, I'm I'm confused because I don't know how lamp lighter um, retired and then ended up doing that unless he is just so depressed because he killed two kids that he offered to do it or mr edgar knows about the fact that he killed mallory's grandkids and was like you're out of the seven but if you still want to get paid you can do this so i don't know which one it is but i don't understand why he's there and i don't understand the connection with him and store and stormfront like is it like did he go did he was he i guess stationed to be at the mental institution and then stormfront found out about it or like i'm trying to understand his connection with stormfront i do believe mr Egger knows about that institution knows that lamp wider is there because let's be honest he knows yeah every, he knows yeah. everything and everything so yeah, I'm not, no, i was you know. i was saying i wonder how he got there in the first place i don't wonder if it was a punishment because Mr. Edgar found out in like real time that he killed Mallory's grandkids. Yeah. Or if Lamplighter is just having mental health issues or just hates himself because he killed two kids and maybe checked himself in and then eventually started working with Stormfront or maybe he offered to like as punishment for being such a horrible person. He just was like, I'm going to take this shitty job because I don't care about my life anymore. And then I think Stormfront just came in because they're, um, you know, reassigning her to the Seven because they keep doing that. They just keep reassigning her to different parts of Vought at different time periods. So now this is her post and she's in charge of these experiments, human experiments. But then why is she keeping it a secret? Because nobody would be down for that except for maybe homelander but i don't think like the rest of the seven would be like great this is so much fun i i can't wait to be a part of the um testing on humans situation so true and i think at the time like before compound b was like once it was revealed to the public that these soups weren't born as actual superheroes 
the seven didn't know that about themselves either. So if they knew about this mental institution where they're actually putting compound beans to these people, kind of, but it would have been like almost like a conflict of interest. So I would, I wouldn't think that they would know about it just because at the time, I'm pretty sure the mental institution existed before Stormfront. And yeah, yeah so I mean, I, I just thought it was very, it wasn't enough backstory about the actual mental institution i mean it's still a good scene and i don't think they should have taken out but i'm just like i wish i would have gotten a little bit more color about about it a little bit but i mean going back to lamplighter like we we see mallory again and we understand that it looks like lamplighter was actually part of the spice girls like he was almost like starlight to them at the time what do you think I don't think so. I think it was just that one time that they blackmailed him and he was supposed to do something for them that night, it seemed like. And mm, then you think it was a one off. Yeah. And then it went wrong because he was like, I'm gonna get revenge on this girl and went to her house to kill her and accidentally incinerated her grandkids. So mm, that's like actually is a good call. Yeah, because I mean she said don't don't um let him out of your sight to Frenchie that same night that he left and then he went to that premiere and Frenchie obviously left because he has two families he has his uh golden girls and he has his spice girls so he had to choose between them and he chose the golden, golden girls, girls. Yeah. yeah he has such a compassionate heart yeah he's a lot of emotions and sometimes it's a good thing. Most of the time it's a good thing. And then, you know, once in a while, somebody's grandkids die. Yeah, I mean, that, that show was crazy. That show was crazy. But I mean, now we got like clarity on that whole like, Miley's yeah. kids like burning and lamplighter and why didn't Frenchie like stop him? And it's like, he had a choice. Like, Spice Girls are the Golden Girls, and his friend was what was more important to him at the time. I mean, I'm sure Frenchie didn't know he would incinerate the kids. He was, he was like, he literally, Lamplighter literally, like, literally said that I was going to kill Mallory. I didn't know, like, her kids were in the bed. So, you know, it's it was interesting, and to... I guess when we do when they do a flash forward and then Mallory sees Lamplighter again and she wants to kill him, he was she was just like Lamplighter was like, please do because you'll take me out of my misery. Which kind of goes back to what you said, Raven, about it could be pun he could his punishment could be the fact that he's working at Sandy Grove. Yeah, yeah. Um also when we um first see this like mental facility um we get to know like these other soups that are being locked up and like what their powers are and um one of the most i guess noticeable soups was this girl with a shaved head and i don't know if something is going to come of it but i did see kamiko staring at her on like the um surveillance cams a little bit more than anybody else and I don't know if they're just setting that up for like some future like team up or something, but um, I have this pr prediction that this girl who seems to be the most powerful soup in there, who basically can make anybody explode, which is terrifying. Um, I feel like she has it up for Stormfront 
so does Kamiko. I don't know if they're both gonna like have their chance to like kill her because what ends up happening is she ends up letting everybody out of the um, facility and just walks out because literally nobody can stop her and hitch hitches a ride with somebody or something like that at the end. Yeah, so yeah i mean they're definitely gonna have to follow up on that because that's crazy for sure yeah i knew when at the last scene when old girl hitchhiked i was like they're gonna follow up with her on that i mean there's no way they gotta follow up on that like you can't just end the episode with this soup that escaped from sandy grove hitchhiking and she was the most dangerous one out of all of them and i was just like there's something about that girl now, you were right. Kamiko was definitely staring at her the longest in the actual surveillance camera. And I was thinking, too, I was just like, does she know her from, like, her previous life or something like that? Wasn't quite sure, but I knew there was, like, there's going to be, like, maybe they'll meet again or maybe they both want revenge for the, um, they want revenge for, for, for from storefront. But... I did want to bring up that one soup that was in the mental institution with a huge penis. Mm. <laughs> mm. First of all, when that penis went through the door and started strangling mother's milk, I'm just like, who? I thought it was like a, like a worm or somebody's arm. And then when mother's milk was like, was that? the guy's penis that just wrapped around my neck. And I'm just like, oh my God. I, I like, knew it was the penis. You knew it was the penis? Yes. I didn't I didn't put two and two together like an idiot. I'm just like, no, how did that no. happen? I mean, it was, it was, it was just a classic like boys moment because the show yeah. can be very silly sometimes. So. Um, I thought it was funny. It was a funny scene. And I was just like, they would put that in there. They would put that in there. And I'm just like, how is that a superpower? Like, you can, I mean, maybe it is a superpower. I don't know. I don't want my man to have that superpower. That's for damn sure. But um, that was, yeah, that is not, all of the powers were really awful. Like, the guy bizarre. that grew up on himself and, yeah, and it was like acid. killed himself. Yeah, because it's like acid or some shit. That was a horrible one. And then there was somebody who, um, well, yes, the guy with the very large penis. That's just, like, a shitty power to have. Yeah, but I know, right? Like, these powers clearly weren't ready because yeah, I they're mean, not that great. And Stormfront, Stormfront came in and was like, I easily killed a bunch of people when I was out there. What's taking you so long to get this place in order after everybody was, like, released? Obviously, Lamplighter had to lie and say, oh, I... I don't know what excuse he made, but he couldn't say that he was hiding the boys. So, um, but yeah, those superpowers are trash. Yeah, I'm just like, um, maybe I guess compound B is not mixing well with their body. Yeah, they, because they, yeah, they said that adults just don't take it well and it's better if babies when do. So, I don't understand why on earth they would want, um, well, I guess they talk about it later on. But I just, I don't, I don't understand this whole Mr. Edgar Stormfront team up because she hates black people and he's black and she wants to create a superhuman army that's racist and he's black. So I don't know if he's like the guy that 
was the attorney general for the Breonna Taylor case. And he's just like, <laughs> he hates black people. He's just like, whatever. I don't give a shit or what's going on. I don't know. I do not understand this man. So, I mean, as of right now, Mr. Edgar, he's the head of vault right now. And there's nothing that Stormfront can do. She worked for a black man. Let's just be clear. So, I mean, she could be all white power Nazi like all she wants to, but she can't dethrone Mr. Egger because he is her boss. So he could be- very well be like the attorney general at, in what's it? It's, wait, what was it? Is it Louisville, Kentucky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Louisville, Kentucky. Like he could be like that dude. But at the end of the day, I mean, I guess we have to see, too. I think we have to see. Because yeah. I, I'm still, I, I agree with you. I'm just like, okay, if he, if Mr. Egger's all-knowing, then why would he let Stormfront into the seven? Because she was, she's racist. Like, she's a racist. She was a yeah. racist soup in the, in the 50s and 60s. She has not changed, clearly. And so, and I guess since we're now on the topic of Stormfront, she also reveals a lot about herself and, you know, her and Homelander are taking a liking to each other. And at first I thought Stormfront was using him, but I don't think that's the case anymore after this episode. Unless she's just really good at, you know, faking it and like misdirection. But yeah, um, it seems like maybe instead of maybe she's using him a little bit still because he's kind of like the perfect looking person for like I guess what she's trying to do mm-hmm. he's got blonde hair blue eyes and I guess they're obsessed with that kind of stuff so um but yeah, apparently like it was revealed that Frederick Vaught was her husband yes and that she's a Nazi and yeah, I'm not surprised that that they went this route because I have seen another Seth Rogen Garth Enos show mm-hmm. preacher and Hitler was a full character on that show so um not surprised that he like put Nazis in this show too mm-hmm. um but yeah her plan is to create a superhero army of Nazis and kill off all the people of color and she thinks that Homelander is, is the, perfect, the perfect person um, to lead the charge. Yeah. And just like from an optics point of view, I think she's like maybe a little obsessed with him. I don't know what the right word is. I'm confused. But I think like at first when Homelander was like pissed at her, she kind of like, you know, because she in the beginning of the episode, I mean, sorry, in the beginning of the season, guys, like, we're introduced to Stormfront. She really doesn't give a shit. She kind of does her own thing. Nobody intimidates her. Even Homeland did not intimidate her. But in this specific episode, we see, like, a shift. Um, like, so now she's seeing Homelander as the person that can lead the charge into this racist cult of soups that she's trying to build to kill all the people of color. And she's looking at Homelander to be, like, the lead. So she's starting to seduce him, touch on his dick, and have sex with him, and all of these things. And really admiring him because she's like, what I see in my husband, Frederick, I see in you. And it's kind of, like, weird because it's, like, a kind of power dynamic shift where, I honestly, Raven, when I watched it, I thought of Madeline. Well, I I was thinking that 
before I was thinking, well, Homelander is the type of person that needs somebody to be like their mother slash girlfriend, sort of somebody to like kind of tell them what to tell him what to do, but then also be a girlfriend sometimes. And up until this episode, she's kind of been like independent and strong and um he's usually drawn to that sort of person Mm -hmm. but um i yeah i'm not fully convinced that she's not using him i just think that it might be like a little bit of both like both things can be true she's kind of using him because he's perfect for what she's trying to do and also she might actually have like serious feelings for him so yeah, no, I totally hear you. Um, and I think that's valid because I, I I just think that the, the shift is like it's like too drastic from what we know her what we know her as versus like now. So I think she still could be playing him just to get what she wants for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a little bit of both. But I mean, there's definitely um some problems I think that are starting to arise between their relationship because Homelander seems to be like almost falling in love with her when he got her that like dumb bouquet of flowers. I was like, what about Stormfront says that she wants a fucking bouquet of flowers? I don't even understand. Like, <laughs> what is he doing? But when she didn't come back in 20 minutes because he's controlling, yeah, he blew he- up his own trailer because yeah, I was he's just like- so upset. So I feel like he's still kind of a ticking time bomb and. I don't know. There's a lot of open-ended questions with him because he's got people coming after him in secret, Maeve, Billy. Then he's also got his son who he's made. I don't know if he gave up on him or if he's like still thinking about his son. And then also the fact that like he's dating this person that I guess has been lying to him and... You mean Stormfront? Yeah, I mean... He still. No, I you like... froze. I stopped because you froze. Oh no! Oh no! I froze. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're back. You're back. Um. No. <laughs> he, um. Yeah. He seems like he's just got a lot of different things on his plate emotionally. So I don't know if he's just gonna like really lose it and like do something very. I hope he does. That's all I ever hope for is that he does something really messy. So. Um. <laughs> we'll see yeah i mean i yeah i i I think we just have to see how this turns out because i mean like you said homelander is a ticking time bomb so if he becomes this leader of this new like racist soup cult thing that she's trying to build then it may backfire on her because he can't check himself so, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because she's definitely like stroking his ego a lot and he's starting to fill himself again. And especially after she did that big reveal to him about who she really is. And yeah, that was so, that was a lot. She was being really creepy. Yeah. Um, she kind of just like totally changed her personality. It's like... Like 180. 180. Yeah, I mean that's weird I don't know what to say about that but yeah I think that something crazy is gonna he's like of course something crazy is gonna happen in the end of the series or the end of this season 
and he's going to explode. I just don't know exactly what he's going to do. But, yeah, it's going to be messy as fuck. So I'm looking I forward to it. agree. I agree. Um, so anything that you hated. Wait. Wait. What? We forgot to talk about all the other characters. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it because I have A Train on here. I have I know Maeve that had a scene, and then I had um, deep, the deep in here. But I felt like there are only like a snippet of this episode. Like I think the bulk of it was really the Spice Girls and Stormfront. But I was gonna actually refer to some of them, and I hated it, um, or what I hated most about the episode. I was gonna actually reflect on those characters, but we could talk about them now, and then we could still do the hated, hated it later. Oh, um, okay, okay. Um, so, so actually, what this is what I'll do. I'll talk about. We'll still talk about the other characters, but I'll also mention what I hated it about those specific characters because that's I hated a lot of things that they did this episode. So, okay, I just infused the two together. So let's talk about a train. Raven, you predicted it. I did? You did. You said that A-Train is either going to join the Church of the Collective or join May to take down Homelander. Oh, I don't remember that. Wow, I'm good. You don't remember that? You definitely, because we we talked about like, well, A-Train, he can either do a couple things. He can join the Church of the Collective or he could join Maeve and take Homelander down. And I think what it looks like is he probably would join the Church of Collective, but then also, excuse me, join Maeve and Deep into taking Homelander down later on. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So, honestly, you guys, you know, the Deep was hanging around set. He ran into A-Train and he was acting all like, I hate when people do this, especially like when white people, when they see black people, like, oh yeah, yo man, what's up? Like, you know, they start acting weird. Okay, yeah, because that was the the theme throughout this with A-Train when they showed him that horrible rap that some white guy was doing in a booth and then um, Ashley, yeah, Ashley was like, it's lit, right? And then like somebody else said something really like, absurd to him and then of course the deep in it and then stormfront is eyeing him down like i get out of here so he's definitely getting all of the same sort of experiences that you and i probably get microaggression are in an office setting i do get that a lot um it is very annoying and you do just have to kind of brush it off you can't really say anything you can't be the angry black person at work so i know girl and it's just like Oh my God. And I, I, that just whole thing just really annoyed me. But then, so the deep, he pulled out the fresca. Did you see that? Yeah. I, knew, I think there's I something that in that something. goddamn, there's something in that goddamn fresca. Of course there is. And who the fuck even drinks fresca? <laughs> it's not like he was like, hey, you want a water or something? Like I could see him being like, here's just a regular ass bottle of water. And then maybe it has like something hidden in it but one of fresca like that's so random it's just like you so you just carry around frescas like that is that's exactly what i would have said but the but um a train i guess he was just like i mean like with any unfortunately i mean guys don't don't get aggressive with this comment but with a lot of religions um part of the whole like recruitment process is 
getting people who are already in like a very struggling or vulnerable situation so you can convert them at their lowest point. And so A-Train isn't really thinking straight because he's already so fucked up from being kicked out of the Fired, yeah. mm-hmm. He doesn't have any family. He doesn't nope. have his girlfriend because he was an asshole to his brother and killed his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably still dealing with the fact that I mean, he's dealing with the fact that he hates Starlight and it's like misplaced anger mm-hmm. because he really has no reason to hate her. And then also the fact that Homelander fired him, Stormfront hates him because he's black, he's in debt, like he's just, he's um he's got heart problems, he doesn't really have his powers anymore, so he's just like totally vulnerable and just, yeah. he's hit rock bottom kind of the same way they found the deep when he hit rock bottom, so... Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he's going to be part of this church collective thing because they're going to obviously tell him what he wants to hear to get his, get back into the seven or get his powers back or get that fame that he once had. And, you know, that it's going to be interesting to see that. And, you know, but definitely hated the microaggressions in that, hated the racial undertones, like, all of that yeah do you think that the church of the collective is supposed to be like scientology or something yeah yeah because like it seems to be geared towards famous people and i wonder if that's how scientology works like i wonder if they like get these famous people who are down on their luck used to be famous used to have it all but now they're struggling and they reach out to them and tell them that you know, I can help you solve all your problems if you just do this one thing for me and promote the religion or something. Yeah, and I think, that, and that's why I think there's, don't they donate money to these religions too? Like, it's like a money thing. I mean, well. there has to be. Why else would it be? I mean, I think religion is really based in money, especially Catholic, <laughs> Christian. So, yeah, Christianity. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tithes and offerings. Yes, all of that. Um <laughs> So I'm Uh, sure, and also like that guy's rich. He's like living in a mansion, whoever this guy is, and he's manipulating both the deep and a train. And I don't know what he has planned for them, but I would assume it's that you do this for me, and then after you get back in the seven, you can promote the Church of the Collective. Yeah. But I do know that Stormfront used to be part of the Church of the Collective, and now she's not. So I don't know if that's going to come really? up again. Did I miss that? Did I miss that? Yes. She said that, and I think she said it to maybe, I can't remember who she was talking to, um, but she was talking about how it once used to be a good um, institution, but now um, they've changed and that she used to be part of it, so... Mm, I see. Uh, so I don't know if that's gonna rear its ugly head at some point but um she definitely used to be a part of that group and now she isn't anymore so interesting, interesting. I know she has connections there still or like what but who knows but you know we gotta talk about Maeve oh yes yes, uh, yes. yeah so I guess her girlfriend found the video of the plane crashing and Maeve was like, yeah, I'm going to use the video to take down Homelander. I'm just like, but... Bitch, you're in the video. <laughs> Raven! <laughs> Thank you! 
thank you. I'm just like, you're in the fucking video. So I'm just like, you're going to not only take down Homelander, you're going to take down your damn self. Yeah, and probably her girlfriend too, because who's ever going to want to talk to her girlfriend? Exactly. Like, give her girlfriend a job somewhere if she's dating Maeve, who's a horrible person. Exactly. Let a whole entire plane of people die i also kind of was annoyed by her girlfriend though too because it's like i don't know there's a lot of judgment and i feel like it's if i were in that situation i probably wouldn't judge as hard because it seems like a crazy situation to be in this isn't like normal stakes so i wouldn't necessarily like look at her like she was crazy but maybe it was just her first reaction maybe she'll calm down in the next episode and think about the fact that homelander can kill Maeve, and she tried to get people out and he said no so either she was gonna die with those people or or... she was gonna have to leave them like yeah yeah. homelander i mean it's a very tricky situation because we have to remember Maeve was and Homelander was to were together for a while so it's kind of like so were you doing all of this crazy shit with him for like the eight plus years that you guys were together like it it kind of is like kind of suspect because like after she saw the video I'm pretty sure she's thinking in her head like well what else did he do that was so catastrophic like this is only one instance and when they broke up, she ended up being with Homelander. There could have been more instances like that. So she probably could have, could have been thinking about that too as well. So yeah, it's yeah. just, I don't know. Like, I really, I don't think, first of all, I already said what I said about Maeve. I don't think she's strong enough to take down Homelander. And the team that she's trying to build to do that is also not that strong. Um, and I just think that by her trying to take, I think it's going to take more than that video to take down Homelander. And also now that Stormfront is pretty much rallying behind Homelander, Maeve has no chance. I'm not saying that she shouldn't give up or anything, but it's just like, I just, she doesn't have like a heavy hitter yet. Hello? Okay. Yes. You were talking about um, how you think Maeve is, you hate Maeve and you wish she would die. (laughs) I think I said that last episode. So, um, and I still, I had that, that, I still feel that same sentiment. How about that? Okay. She's not a bad person. I just think that she's, for somebody who has superpowers, she's still, I feel like she's still very weak. And her whole idea of taking down Homelander, her plan is not really fleshed out to the core. I feel like her, that video, it's, it's like, it's a very compelling video, but it's not, it's not enough to take him down. So I don't know how they're going to play this out for the next couple of episodes before the end of the season, but Maeve's character to me is not that strong anymore. Like if they did not show that scene with Maeve and her girlfriend, the episode wouldn't have lost the story. It wouldn't have lost anything. It wouldn't have lost its message, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't feel as strongly about Maeve as you do. I I I could see where this goes. I mean, I don't think it's like a bad storyline. So um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, it could be interesting when she like works with the deep and stuff 
because that just seems like a disaster waiting to happen. I think so. it's going to be so comical. I think it's going to be oh, so comical. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to laugh so hard. I can't wait. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I can't wait. I want them to do something. This I mean, way. I do like when it's messy. I like when it's out of control and messy. It's That's- funny. I like that, too. I like that, yeah. too. Yeah, but I, de- I mean, there's no way that she'll be able to defeat Homelander this soon because they're probably trying to do six seasons of this show, so they're not gonna, like... They're gonna definitely kill the main character at the end of season two or, like, destroy him. So, um, I guess we're just gonna have to watch her fail, and hopefully it'll be interesting, because she's definitely not gonna, like, destroy this man's life. He's... I don't even understand... I never understood the obsession he has with her, because he doesn't really focus on her he's just like i guess that's like maybe typical toxic masculinity where it's like oh i have this significant other person that i really care about but then also i have this other like side hoe that i just (laughs) i still don't want her i still don't want her to date anybody else or forget about me yeah like like, why are you so obsessed with her when you don't really think about her like you you didn't even know that she had a girlfriend. Like, clearly you're not, like, paying attention to this one. At all. At all. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for episode seven now that it's, you know, obviously episode six was great. Um, I'm ex- I don't have any, like, predictions for episode seven. I mean, I don't think episode seven will see, definitely we won't see Maeve and the Deep come together to try and take down Homelander. That's going to be stretched for a while. I am very interested to see how the Stormfront and Homelander situation kind of like manifests itself now that, you know, she pretty much compared her to, compared Homelander to Frederick, which is her husband and the founder of Vault. So that like was like a probably an, a huge ego booster for him. Ego yeah, booster for him. Yeah. So I want to see how we, he navigates that in the next yeah. episode. What are your obviously, thoughts? he's definitely obsessed with Frederick because he said he read his book like five times or something like that. Um, I just don't think he has the same sort of passion that she has for this whole Nazi superhero army. He's more like Donald Trump, like we keep saying, because Donald Trump doesn't really give a shit about any sort of cause. He just wants the, the praise and the fame and the power. So whoever is, I guess, the most convenient and efficient way to get that that's who he's aligned with so i don't know if it's a long lasting like i guess duo or connection that they're gonna make over this because i don't know i feel like anything could set him off so i i don't know true that true that yeah true that all right guys any last words raven before we end the episode well, I was trying to think of what I hated, but you did mention liked... you did mention the whole microaggressions with A train. Ooh, yes. Okay, yeah. I well, I mean, I won't say I hated that scene, but I mm-hmm. do hate that feeling. Yeah, and I think that I mean it's just a little triggering because <laughs> the things that I had to do at the workplace did you know i had to explain who harriet tubman was wait what yes wait you lie 
You yes. have to explain. Oh my god. Yes. So we were talking about Handmaid's Tale, which we'll probably review if they ever come out with the next season. Right. Um, Patiently waiting. I told the, the these white girls at work about Handmaid's Tale because they had never seen it, and I was like, "Oh, you have to watch it. You'll love it." And so they watch it and they get obsessed with it. And now we're talking about it constantly. And at the end of the last season, there was kind of like this almost their base handmaid's tale is basically just copying the experiences of black people especially black women yeah enslaved in america and then Mm -hmm. applying it to white women yeah but um still a good show we love the show but um yeah one of the girls was like she's like that lady the conductor lady oh my god you Did she really say that? Oh my god. And I was like, you mean Harriet Tubman? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, the conduct. Oh. Yeah, I was like, she wasn't a conductor. Conductor. Um, So she really thought the Underground Railroad was a real goddamn railroad? I guess so. And she was then like, her friend was like, yeah, give us a history lesson. And I was like, no. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Go and read a goddamn book. Go Google it online. <laughs> like, that is, honestly, I, I'm sorry. I don't care what ethnicity you are. Like, that's no excuse. That you need, like, Harriet Tubman is a legend. And yeah, it's but like, you it's know, not, you would be surprised at how little people know about certain things. And I'm not even judging them on that like I'm really not because I feel like the the education system in America is so poor it's very poor they like I I too don't know a lot about history so it's true um, I mean at one point in our in elementary school they said that Christopher Columbus was like a hero and he discovered America like right and I also had that I had that conversation at the same job with somebody because somebody was like well he I was like, we shouldn't be celebrating this holiday because he's a horrible person. And she's he's like, a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah, he's yes. like literally the worst, the worst, the worst. like, a, like the worst crime in like history, like ever. literally, literally, um, like he wiped out an entire, like it's, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, to your point, guy, yeah, like history is not is pretty much not taught in the school system. Yes, yeah. So I'm not even judging them for that. I think where I drew the line was just like they were like, teach us about it. And I was teach like, us, no. Teach us. And I think it's just because we were friendly at work and like I did like them. So we were always chatting. So I guess they felt comfortable or something. But I was like, no. I mean, Raven, it could have been a teachable moment. You know, they could have been really curious. And, you know, nah. I mean, if they're interested, they can just like, true. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to do that, but um, I didn't want to do that, but yeah, um, being in the workplace is always a little bit cringeworthy. Um, do you have any moments like that, like where uh, I think with the hair situation, oh, yeah, it's yeah, just always, like, yeah, I think it's always like the hair thing when they're you know, I used to wear a lot of wigs back in the day you know, as protective styles, and they're just like, oh, you strain your hair, or your hair looks nice, or your hair looks different, and I just felt like they said that, because obviously it was different <laughs> than what they saw the day before. Um, I mean, I don't think it was a microaggression, or maybe it was, but they were just, like, so confused, and sometimes they're like, oh, like, you, how do you do your hair? Can you, like, tell us? And I'm just like, no, I don't want to give it you a tutorial. 
tutorial about how I do my hair. Like, yeah. it's just like that. I mean, I know it's out of curiosity, but I'm just like, like what kills me is I wear braids a lot. So like my hair is obviously not as long as the braids. So when they see me with braids and then they see me with my real head, they're like, oh, you cut your hair? And I'm just like, or, or like, oh, your hair is so nice and long. And I'm just like, it's not my hair. I don't under, I like, it's, it's just, it's just like something that I would think is common sense, even though it's like not something that they do to their hair. But if I have long hair one day, then short the next day, and then long again, like, you shouldn't be confused. You should know like something that's not my hair. So it's kind of, and then it, I never had anybody touch it, but I did have one girl tell me like, oh, like your hair is pretty. Is it real? um a white person i forgot it. she she looked she looked white but i think she was a lot she was like latina but she was like a white latina hmm i yeah i don't understand that because it's none of your business yeah because she's like it's yeah like, my, yeah because like my friend also does her hair like that because she's like your hair is so pretty is it real and i was just like that's like going up to somebody and saying oh you've got nice boobs are they real or something like that it's like, <laughs> so yeah uh, definitely a lot yeah I know a lot of like that micro oh so you know how in a train right he had that one scene when what you 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 described it where the girls girls like oh like this is so lit so I remember I would never forget at Ernst Young like we had like these instant messengers and instant message and I think I was like typing and then I think I said something like yeah I'm gonna go on ahead and do that like I just I did I was just typing how how I spoke how I speak in that specific instance and then the guy was like yeah for show yo and I was just like what he's like yeah for show like he typed he typed that back and then I had to read what I wrote him and I was just like was he responding the way that way because of what I I think so because I was like that was so weird to me I'm just like I was like I was literally taken aback by that Raven I because I was just like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I white people like, are so they, I think they're aware. They are. They're aware. a little bit aware of, you know, the power dynamic, the racism that we face every day. It's there. It's like, they don't have to think about it that often, but when they're faced with us, all of those like thoughts and feelings come like flooding in and they get really nervous and then they just say the dumbest shit. <laughs> right like I'm just like it's not necessary like yeah I mean it's just it's sad because at this point we should be able to just have conversations yeah like back of my mind like oh my god I'm speaking to a black person so I must speak the black lingo like there's no lingo like just be your goddamn self like I don't yeah stop being so fucking weird it's weird it's yeah. it, it's weird we don't black people are not like like when old girls like oh yeah a train it's lit it's fire it's yo what's up like a train was looking at them like you guys are weird like he wasn't like yeah dude dog what's up he was like why are you guys acting like this like because it's like not even in your nature to act like that so when you try to do that to like be cool with me it just makes me want to stay away from you because it's yeah. just it's just it's not weird. great yeah it's, it's just great. it just is weird it's just like no don't do that it's like I don't even talk like that and if I do it's 
comes out more natural. It doesn't, I'm not mocking anybody because it sounds like they're mocking you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, No, but there's, yeah, I guess I I did hate that um, he was going through that because that sucks. Yeah. And nobody wants to do that. Absolutely. Every black person can relate to Natrain at that in this specific Mm -hmm. episode. Yes. Because if the microaggressions were like heavy. Yes, they were. I was just like, if one more person says, yo, what up, A-Train, I'm done. I'm ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so insulting. So exactly. I I just, I just can't anymore. But any other final thoughts, final words? Um, I don't want it to end. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Listen, <laughs> what are we gonna do? We're all stuck in ho- at home. We're in a fucking pandemic. Like, this is all I have. All I have <laughs> are these shows. <laughs> don't say that, Raven. We have more than that. Uh, no, I don't. This don't. is like a distraction from the real world. <laughs> it really. I'm just like got away with not paying taxes for ten years. $750. Um, like, I don't even get it. I, you know what? Let me, let me stop. Let me stop. White people can get away with a lot. That's all I'll say. Um, but <sighs> yeah, um, I, I need this distraction. So I'm going to be really sad when the boys in Lovecraft country is over because everything's sort of stalled. It's not like I can be like, oh, well, cool. Handmaid's Tale is about to come on. And then maybe, um, uh stranger things or something but don't worry guys we'll find a show that me and raven will get into after the boys in lovecraft country and we'll recap it but for now oh yeah raven is right it's kind of stark it's after hard the, it's, it's hard. hard after these two episodes after these two shows i don't know what else is there to watch <laughs> so raven is right but we will do our research and we're also happy for your recommendations as well. We'll take those. But I mean, yeah, we're just going to take it in these last four episodes and really enjoy these last four weeks because after the boys, the election's going to be up and mm, we may yeah. be doomed. Ew, are we going to like talk about the debates? Nah, that's not. We're just, it's not that kind of show. Yeah, it's not that kind of show. But we um, will. We'll, we can. I'm sure there will be episodes, uh, or there'll be scenes within the boys that probably mirror the debates. So we can kind of definitely, definitely entangle those two things. Together. Are you gonna watch them? I'm not. So I'm not sure. I mean, I was gonna watch it for comic relief, but see, that would make me so stressed out because it's not a show. It's yeah, this is our lives. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not supposed to be funny, but we have idiots so that are trying to run the country. So, I mean, yeah. But I probably won't watch it, but I do. I probably would definitely watch, like, Pence and Kamala Harris because that shit's going to be hilarious. Like, yeah, that not, is, that's that going is, to be very funny. Like, yeah, very um, funny. it's going to be satisfying. I feel like sometimes I would watch those... Um, Kamala Harris videos where she's embarrassing the fuck out of some old white guy um, <laughs> in like a courtroom just because my day was going bad and I'd be like I gotta I gotta pick myself up somehow let me watch this Kamala Harris roast beautiful black women. woman it was like watching Scandal but it's real it's like she's just telling these white people off <laughs> and you know what that is so funny because that's so true and the one thing that i think is gonna happen i don't think mike pence is gonna show up 
because his wife won't allow him to be on stage with another woman. <laughs> he probably has to do his joint. They have to do it virtually because there's. You mean mother? Is it his mother? I thought it's that's his, what he calls his wife. Oh, oh, oh his wife. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, his mother won't allow him to be on stage with another woman, so it'll probably be a Zoom debate. Mm. Maybe Homelander is like a combo of Trump and Pence because he's got this like mommy thing going on with the person he's in love with. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mike's Pence daughters look like Children of the Corn. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. No, they have like these, like they have these, like like these weird. Oh, you know, I'm done. I, I'm not. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to go to jail. The FBI is listening. All right, you guys, we're closing out. See you guys next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.